filling in those gaps in my day with the supplemental material from Superfast CPA to me helps push me over that 75. Um, yeah. That was the big change. Welcome to episode 55 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear from Evan. Evan is one of our customers that is now a CPA. He's actually been a CPA for a while. And I'm aware of Evan because, again, several years ago, he had sent an email saying, I had failed the exams like many times, always getting between a 69 and a 74 until I started using your methods and your study tools. And at this point, I passed three. And then somewhere between then and now, you know, he passed his fourth section, obviously. So in this episode, you know, now that I've done the call with him and we talked through his study process, it was just really interesting to hear from him. And basically how, I guess, A, he never even thought about giving up, even though he got, I want to say it was like nine or 10 or 11 failing scores in a row. And at one point, he just wanted to try the other sections. So he took all four sections in a row and failed all those, but he never thought about giving up. And you'll just hear in this interview, the contrast between the two years where he was, you know, failing all these sections over and over, even though he's putting in a bunch of work, couldn't figure out why. And then the uh, breakthroughs he had once he started passing his sections and just the difference in the study approach, how much time he spent each day, what was working, what he stopped doing, just all the differences in in those two experiences. You'll find this very informative and he just shares a lot of really good tips and insights and also from a motivation standpoint, you know, just again, he never had any thoughts of giving up on the exams and uh, eventually things started to click and now he's done. Before we get into the episode, I just want to mention our free one hour training On these one-hour webinars, we'll walk you through our study process for free. If you've listened to any of the other episodes, this is where most people start with Superfast CPA is to get a a deep overview of how we teach our clients and customers to study. So you'd be using your same review course, you'd just be using it much differently, and it's much more efficient, much more effective, and you can get more done in two hours with our methods than most people can with four to five hours of studying the normal way. And that will become very clear when you see what we walk you through on the free training. So to sign up for one of those trainings, just go to our main site at superfastcpa.com. And it's the main thing at the top of the homepage, or you can text the word pass now as one word, text that to the number 44222, and we'll send you back a link to the training. So with that being said, let's get into the interview with Evan. When did you end up finishing your fourth section? My fourth exam, I was done September 11th, 2018. Oh, yeah. So it has been a while. Yeah, it's been a bit. <laughs> I saw in the, in the email you had sent that you had passed three after starting to use our study tools. And then I believe you said you just had tax left and you're a tax accountant. Yep. Or was it audit and you're an audit? No, I was taxed. So that was tax. my home field advantage. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you had said you had taken the exams over and over. Let's just start from the beginning, like <laughs> study process. How did it all start for you? All started back in 2015. I graduated college and immediately started studying for the exam. I was using, I think, 
Becker, one of the uh, big study programs, and I did the live class. I drilled multiple choice questions. I, you know, practiced everything under the sun. I, you know, read, um, you know, through the book. I did practice exams and I did that. So from 2015 to about 2017, that's what I was doing, but I was consistently failing the exams anywhere between a 69 and 74, which was grueling because it's like, you know, a few points Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can show you. It's literally just 69, you know, 73, 74, 73. It was just consistent. And I was having a really hard time getting over that, you know, 75. Yeah. This study habit really, I tried adjusting a few things. Maybe I focused more on not changing how I studied, but what I was studying. So I focused more maybe on governmental FAR or, you know, think for like audit, you know, I focus on specific areas that I saw more on the exam, which might not have been the right answer, or the right solution to passing the exam. So that's what I kind of did from 2015 to 2017 was consistent failing. I think the only thing that was strategy wise exam, it was I only focused on I think I tried focusing on all four at once. So I did one right after the other after the other and it failed all four. And after that, I just decided to focus on foreign audit. So I kind of got stuck on those two from 2015 to 2017. And then in 2017 was kind of the moment I started seeing advertisements for super fast CPA. And I was like, got to check this out. So that's kind of where my, uh, <laughs> my journey started <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. I mean, very common story, you know, for a lot of people. And so what happened next? You eventually clicked on one of the ads. I'm assuming you probably watched our free like one hour webinar. Is that the first thing you saw? I want to say yes. I signed up for one of your free one hour webinars. You went through your story of how you were able to pretty much knock out the exam. I think you said in what, six months, you like annihilated the whole thing. Yeah, fairly close. Yeah. Something extremely impressive. And that you had a pretty much you hacked the system is the best way I could describe it. You figured out <laughs> what works, you cut out all the useless information, and you kind of like the strategy of focusing on, you know, drilling the questions, not really focusing on the areas that you're weak. Why do a four-hour practice exam when you could do four hours of multiple choice questions and keep on drilling those? So the material you had and the methodology, both of those combined were really awesome, you know, material to supplement the studying I was doing already. Yeah. So that really, that was the huge push. You said, I think, I don't know if it still is, but it was Wiley with super fast CPA was kind of concoction to, uh, you know, success. I don't know if that's still the case or... Well, you can apply those the strategies to to any review course, but yes, I used Wiley, and so is that you had Wiley as well. So when I was in college, I bought Wiley because they offered some student discount deal. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, it couldn't hurt because it never expired. And then as a graduation gift, my parents got me Becker, so it's I had both. Oh, okay. Becker expired, and then I was just solely using Wiley. And then in 2017, I started using Wiley with your material that's really when things started to take a change. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, you basically mentioned it, but looking back, what was like the key change you got from our strategies as to what you were doing before? And then what was like the main thing you changed as far as how you studied? I mean, it was really the methodology behind it. So I was working full-time starting 2017. I was still working full-time. Uh, I would go home and, you know, I would drill, you know, questions on Wiley, but the way that super fast CPA, I was able to, you know, really ramp up in the beginning, the amount of studying I was doing. So I would hit hard at the beginning and, you know, it was any, the big changes were 
the gaps in my day that were dead space. So, you know, it could be driving. I was listening to your audio notes before I was going to sleep. I was listening to your audio notes, Um, (laughs) going to the bathroom. Hey, you know, quick five question quiz, quickly do that. And filling in those gaps in my day with the supplemental material from Superfast CPA, to me, helps push me over that 75. Yeah, That was the big change. Yeah. Regardless of our tools or like how effective they may or may not be, I've read a bunch of articles since then about how we learn and everything. And it's from a brain science perspective, if you're trying to learn new material, I mean, in any subject, revisiting it multiple times throughout the day is proven to be way more effective than just the like a long, whatever, four hour session all at once, but that's all you do. And then you don't think about it again. So yeah, we've made our study tools for that specific reason to make them just easy, simple to use in five minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time. But I think almost the bigger piece is just chunking it down and making your mind think about it multiple times throughout the day seems to just have a way different effect. It definitely does. I mean, I could see it from my perspective that at least it was helping me get those extra points to pass the exam. It helped. It really did. Yeah. So what happened after you started studying and using our tools throughout your day, you passed far and audit, I'm guessing. Yeah. So I uh, started doing that. And then I remember, so it was what summer of 2017 was when I started using it. And I want to say I passed far. It was like September, October was when I passed far. And then I want to say I passed audit like shortly after that, because I took the exams pretty close together. Yeah. And it was like, it was exciting. It was like, oh, wow, I'm like actually doing this. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Failing the exam multiple times and then, you know, being able to use your material and push myself forward. So now I, I was never one to quit, but this definitely, you know, helped push me further along and really, you know, solidified that path of I can do this. Yeah. And I can get through this. Well, so tell me about like your mindset from the first two years when you'd taken multiple sections. And like you said, at one point you did just all four of them back to back just to see what would happen. What were you thinking at that point? Did you ever think about giving up on the exams or what did you, how did you view the whole thing at that point? I've never thought about giving up on the exams. My whole mindset and I have a martial arts background. So I was very much disciplined in the fact of perseverance, never giving up. So I would never give up, but there was definitely a mindset switch. And I guess it's more of like, the super fast study habits are like more of a mindful approach of studying compared to the chaotic Becker approach of studying. Yeah. It was easier. I don't know how else to explain it other than it was just the, and I don't want to say studying for the exam is easy. It's Correct. by no means easy, but it was more of a controlled and relaxed methodology of going through it. And I definitely felt less stress and I felt more prepared compared to, you know, the first two years I felt like, you know, I was going in it. And a day or two before the exam, you know, I'm trying to cram and it's like going through it. But like, you know, when I switch and using your material to help push myself along, I definitely felt more prepared and just, I don't want to say like it was more relaxed, more the ramp up phase at the beginning. And then going further along, I was able to study less and keep myself relaxed coming up to the exam rather than, you know, stressing myself out. So, yeah, I know that's a very common, uh, I mean, just today we published like the 50th interview. Well, not all of them are interviews, but about we've recorded more than like 60. I've done a bunch of these interviews is what I'm trying to say. And that's just a very common thread is 
it's not necessarily like our materials or anything or our strategies, but it's when somebody gets to the point where their study process just really starts to click and they know they're making progress. And like, you just get to the point where you know how to go through a lesson and identify what's the most testable parts, which going through the questions first really helps with that. It just common sentiment is that the study process starts to feel almost easy. Like you said, you have to put in the time and execute daily still, but it just takes away a lot of the dread factor and the overwhelm is just kind of what most people say some version of. So we have the free training, which you said you watched. And then, you know, if someone purchases our bundle, there are the strategy videos. We used to call those the study hacks videos. Now they're called the pro course. Did you go in and watch those as well? Like they go a lot deeper and just go deeper on every part of how every part of the process should work. Do you remember if you watched those? I need to be honest. I only remember watching the one hour intro video. I don't remember if I remember looking at the study hacks. I want to say there was something in the PDF file in the uh, the document files talking about like how to study and how to go about it. But I don't necessarily remember watching any additional videos on that. Yeah. There's kind of like two versions of using our stuff. There's following those videos, which just goes into detail on how really it's, I guess, my thoughts on every part of the study process. And then the simplified version is whatever you're doing with your main review course, you just keep doing that. And then you just use our study tools all throughout the day, like you're describing. And that alone typically will add just from the emails we get back from people that typically bumps somebody up like at least five points. Usually it's like 10 or 15 points as they study for one section. Yeah. I mean, that was exactly what you explained right there, that using it as supplemental material. Mm -hmm. That's what was drilled into my head. And that's what I remember Superfast CPA doing for me was this. It was like, you know, it was the supplements that I was taking, you know, you take supplements while you're working out, you're taking supplements while you're studying for the CPA exam. <laughs> yeah. Exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Another question is most review courses, they come with mobile apps. Were you using the mobile app from your review courses at all before or even once you had the idea of, okay, I should be using my phone throughout the day? Did you use those at all or did you have access to those? I want to say when I was using Becker and Wiley, neither of them had phone applications at that time or anything robust enough. I want to say everything was through a uh, you know a website and that's how you accessed everything. Yeah. So I can't say that. I know for your material, I was definitely using that through the app. Yeah. It had easy access to get onto what I needed. Okay. I mean, I was using it on lines at Disney. So like it was pretty easy to access and do what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah. We just keep the mobile study experience. That's first and foremost. So we just keep everything real simple for that reason. It's huge. When did you do your main studying with your review course? Did you Were you a morning studier or at, at night after work? I was definitely an at night after work person. You know, I would get home and that's when I would do my studying was as soon as I was done working, or I would stay in the office and I wouldn't even leave. I would just order myself dinner and start cranking out studying or whatever I needed to do. Yeah. So I would just crank out questions. Actually, that's exactly what I did. I would stay at the office, order dinner, and then start doing multiple choice questions. And that was what I did. Nice. Besides going through the questions first, instead of watching every video, once you kind of made this shift, what else changed in your main... When you could sit down in front of your review course... Any other just big changes you made that 
you feel like were big difference makers or was it mostly just this shift to focusing on multiple choice questions? Uh, it was definitely a primary shift on focusing on the multiple choice questions. But in regards to the Sims in my head, and I think you touched on this uh, when I remember looking at the material, was that this multiple choice questions cover the simulations. Like there's nothing like different that will be going there. It's just open ended. Mm-hmm. So rather than, you know, I would familiarize myself with how the simulations could be asked especially like the easy ones, like the research questions, like if you understand how to do that, it's easy, but anything more complex, it was the multiple choice questions cover that material. It was there. So as if you knew how to answer the multiple choice, you knew how to answer the Sims. Yeah. That's what we tell people is you need to look through the practice Sims enough to be familiar with how they look, how to fill them out, especially the ones where all these fields open up and you need to know enough that you put zeros instead of just leaving it blank even if there is no number there or else you miss the point or you know that just all that kind of stuff the technical side of it yeah but yeah not to just endlessly do practice sims just because they're just going to appear way different on test day anyways that's very true (laughs) (laughs) yeah and did you have a process of things that you really struggled with did you make flashcards or did you take notes did you have some form of like putting difficult concepts in your own words and writing those out somehow? If I had a difficult time with something, I think that's, I just focused on multiple choice questions on that. That's really what I didn't. It was more of how can I answer this and practice it and, you know, understand the concepts. And if it was really having trouble with it, then go back to the book and drill into it deeper. Yeah. I didn't do any, I wasn't a big flashcard person or anything else. You know, I was very much a lot on the multiple choice questions. That's really what I honed in on. Yep. It just solves a lot of problems. Just going through, it sounds so obvious when you say it, but it's like, okay, on test day, you're going to sit down and you're going to get two sets of these multiple choice questions. So logically you spend 80% of your study time doing exactly that. And you'll be way more prepared than just getting lost in a hundred different video lectures and all the text and all the background information. Definitely. What about your the last week before an exam or the last few days, just whatever you did for a final review, how did you do that? <laughs> Something too much crazier. It was a lot of... I used actually a primarily super fast CPA just because it was bite-sized pieces. It was easy. It covered everything. If there was a one of the uh, multiple choice questions, if you were having issues in certain areas, it would kind of like bring up those areas more. But I would just do those and drill like a lot. Um, I would read... I tried to keep the last week as relaxed as possible rather than, you know, going crazy. So a lot of the audio notes, the quick notes that you had, the, uh, those like PDF documents that literally. Yep. yep. The review notes. I want, I would go before again, going to bed, I would like read over those and then just doing those five question quizzes. Like that was it. I didn't do anything too crazy compared to, you know, originally when I was just, uh, I would go insane for that last week. This is like a whole different methodology of, you know, okay, this, you're writing for this. This is just keeping yourself relaxed and keeping yourself sharp. Yeah. And I'm guessing previously when you would, you know, had the failed sections, I think what a lot of people do, and this, I guess, makes sense is they will go back and they'll spend that last week going deep on what they think are their weak areas. I mean, they very well might be, but I think it's a much better use of your time to just keep hitting everything over and over. Yeah. Because to go really deep into even 10 topics the last week, the test covers like 
250 topics. So yeah, it's better to stay on the cumulative side of things instead of going the last couple of days. Exactly. At least that first, you know, I don't know how much it's changed, but that first section, there's no bias in that at all. It's going to throw whatever it's going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. So you better just be prepared for everything and, you know, at least be touching on everything because that one, if you're focusing only on governmental that last week for far, and then all of a sudden your first section has everything but governmental. And now you're going to be freaking out that you weren't studying for those other sections. I mean, there's a psychological aspect to it as well, but it's, yeah. it can definitely mess with you. Yeah. And what was your test day experience like after switching to primarily multiple choice? Did you have a much easier time with like the time management side of things? <laughs> I think every exam. So I would prior to, you know, using super fast CPA, I think I used the whole amount of time. And this might not be the right thing to say, but <laughs> when I was using super fast CPA, I always had like 20, 30 minutes left over yeah. at the end. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> is this a good thing or a bad thing? And I passed every single time. So after that, so I think definitely I time management wise, I was ready. There were questions. If I knew the answer, I got it and, you know, built up more time that way. Mm-hmm. And then like I came in and the simulations, it was like, because I was drilling these questions, I knew what was being asked and I had a better way of tackling it. And just, you know, I remember there was maybe there was certain questions like I didn't know the answer to, but you pass it and you do everything else. And then you touch on it after and that was it. And then I still had time left over. So I guess, yeah, definitely there was an improvement in time management, I guess, at that <laughs> point, it was or just being knowing what to expect and how to tackle it. Yeah. And that's funny. That's another thing that I guess just anecdotally from all these interviews that people just say, mention in almost every interview, they're like, after just using this approach, I would be done with an hour left or a half hour left and wonder if I'd like done something wrong. And then I would pass that <laughs> section. I want to say for BEC, I think I had like 45 minutes to an hour left. And I was like, this is not good. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, well, and said I studied, I did everything I needed to do and I knew my stuff, but like, I was at pass. That was it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so you pass foreign audit and then, well, yeah, it would have been BEC because you did reg last. Yeah. So after the first past one, you went four for four after making this switch, basically. So I actually failed reg one more time. And I think it was just because I made the mistake of trying to take the exam immediately after busy season. Okay. And that was probably the biggest mistake I could have made. I should have given myself more time just to uh, recuperate. But yeah, I passed FAR audit, BEC, and then... I know for a fact I failed reg because one of my coworkers, like we all were studying together for reg. A bunch of us, reg was our last exam. We were all studying together. We all took it at the same time period. So the score release date was the, uh, you know, that same day. And my coworker like excited. She passed and she came out to me. She's like, you got to check out your score. I was like, all right. And everyone's on my desk because everyone knew how much I was struggling with this exam. Yeah. And it was a 74. And I was oh like, my gosh, <laughs> man. I was like, no. And like, I wasn't too concerned because I still, I think I had like a year left to like really finish the exam or, you know, I had plenty of time. It wasn't an issue, but I remember I was like, all right, no, that's it. Like you just pick yourself back up. It's exactly my home field advantage. I'm not too concerned. I had great luck with everything else so far. So, I mean, I have all this time to knock out something that I know technically well. Yeah. So I did fail that, but that's all right. You know, I picked myself back up and 
want to say I took it again in like June and I got the, you know, score in September. So nice. uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. The score release used to be like months afterwards, man, that's a long time. Now it's a lot quicker. Yeah. Another thing these interviews have made me realize is, you know, some people I've done these interviews with, they started with our strategies from the beginning and just the exams in general, just like weren't that big of a deal, you know? And they just passed. And so it's awesome to pass. But for someone where it became this very real nightmare and spanned multiple years, <laughs> it's a much bigger deal. So, like, how did it feel when you did get your fourth passing score? Like, what'd you do to celebrate? <laughs> I think <laughs> my mother took me to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get better than that. I have a big family, but my everyone was pretty much away except for my, uh, mother and my sister and like we just went out to buffalo wild wings we got dinner together that was really it it was just like you know it was done yeah and it was like not a crazy celebration <laughs> it was more of feeling proud and you know i was happy and ecstatic and excited and all these other things and right thinking about all the great things i could do <laughs> yeah yeah it's just the relief factor like even just you know going to work for the few weeks after that just seems like you're having a great time just having the uh exams done and over with and you yeah just not having to study every day in addition to work it was huge that was a huge relief yeah well that's awesome i am glad you know our stuff could help and that's yeah that's what they're there for last question i ask everyone is even if it's something we already covered what would be your top two or three tips to people that are currently studying Top two tips. First one, drill multiple choice questions until you throw up. Like just keep on <laughs> drilling them. That's the first thing. And just do that. The second thing is fill in those spaces out throughout your day. Like even if you think, you know, if you're in the car, you're on the train, wherever, you know, you're waiting online at Disney, I don't care. Like pull out questions. You can knock them out pretty easily. And then the third thing I think, and it's a lesson I had to learn is don't be afraid to involve others in your life with what's going on, whether that's a significant other helping you study, talking to someone and saying, Hey, you know, I'm stressed, I'm upset, I'm scared, I'm nervous, whatever. Bring people into your lives about it because they're not going to be able to fully understand what's going on. They're going to want to know how to help you. And it might not mean full on, they're going to study with you four hours. It might mean, Hey, 10 minutes before dinner, mom and dad are questioning, like you give them the questions and they start asking, like finding ways to involve people in your personal life because you don't want to lose connections throughout this process. You still want to maintain who you are. Yeah, that's a good tip. And that's not a typical one people say, but one of the very recent interviews I did the other day that this person would, you know, she wrote flashcards throughout the study process. And then she would sit with her husband while he would watch TV at night and just have him do the whole flashcard thing that we used to do in like high school or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, man, that's a good idea. I never thought of that. Anyone with a significant other could easily do that. Or I mean, anyone really, any relative or whoever you're hanging out with. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Evan. Well, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, doing the call. People find these really valuable to just hear this wide range of people's different experiences. But then there's also these like similarities when people start passing their exams, there's like very uh, specific commonalities. And so anyways, I'm glad we could help you pass and, and yeah, congrats on being done. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. And thank you for everything you've provided. So that was the interview with Evan. And I'm guessing you found that very helpful. And also on the other side, it's just 
motivating or inspiring hearing that again he had the two to three years of really struggling getting failing sections over and over and just never had any thoughts of giving up while i would say our products and strategies can help anybody figure this out put together a winning study strategy much quicker than several years usually in less than a year or six months but even that worst case scenario you know let's say this takes you a year or two It might seem daunting when you're starting the process, but a year or two from now, a year or two is going to go by anyways. And so a year or two from now, you can either be a CPA or still not be a CPA. And so stories like these on that point alone, there's just a lot to learn from the idea of just refusing to give up on these exams because you will earn so much more over your career. And it's like you're going to work anyways, day after day, week after week, year after year, you might as well be earning more throughout the entire process. So if you found this episode helpful, please take a second and share it with somebody else who's working on their CPA exams as well, as I believe this is the most helpful free resource available anywhere for people trying to figure out their own study process to hear all these different interviews and just the commonalities among these people who finally figured it out and passed their exams. They all have the same four to six things that they all did. And so hearing these interviews is just very helpful in helping other people put together a successful process. And if you have time, please also leave a rating and review in the iTunes or the Apple podcast app or wherever you listen to these. That would help us out a lot as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.